podcast i'm your host amy quinley and i promise i haven't gone fully insane yet but um yeah we still have time today we are here to recap jeff lewis live for the week of october 2nd to october 6th Ugh, i'm still getting used to all these new intros now that i've switched to two days a week However, the intro that you just heard, <laughs> if I decide to leave that in, I guess I have to now because I just ruined this whole segment, if not. But um, yeah, that's like what I just do all the time. You know how, all right, Debbie Gibson and Carney Wilson, they were on the Monday episode of Jeff Lewis Live. That can be their intro. Sorry, girls. Sorry, gals. <laughs> Didn't have much gusto through that. Um, We've really come a long way through the stages of excitement from when Carney Wilson first started on Jeff Lewis Live and it was Carney, Carney Wilson's here. And now I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That lady with the pigtails. No, no, not Margaret Joseph's. The other one, the redhead. Yes, Carney Wilson. Love ya. <laughs> Love ya, Carnival. Okay, so, oh my, is that like bullying? I sw- I mean it in, like, I genuinely am not, we haven't confirmed yet if her full name is Carnival or not. And either way, I fucking love it. I love Carney and I love a Carney. So I'll take it, I'll take it however. I'll take a Carney in a box. I'll take a Carney wearing socks. I'll t- <laughs> update Carney on Ferris wheels. I love Carney when Jeffrey steals all the toys from all the boys and then goes and sucks some cock what the fuck i don't know (laughs) i don't even know where i was um what were we talking about debbie gibson what carney and pigtails um oh yeah i would they were talking about how they just walk around their house singing all the time and they're singers and they perform they're performers all the above guess what girls guess what ladies we all do that, okay? Well, not all of us, but a lot of us do that. We we all turn life into a song or a dance, whatever it is, and we're not show men and show women of the world, show people. In fact, it's the opposite of show people. You don't want to show people that version of yourself, so you save it for your own home. <laughs> and that anchovy song is just the 17,000th song I made up of the day as I was feeding my cats right before this, and it stuck in my head, and now I forget what it even was, so that's why I had to record it because if you don't record thoughts then they fleet all right they fleet or is it is fleeting different than I don't want to get into it all all right so Debbie Gibson speaking of that little she devil no I'm kidding um she seems like such a gem and I looked up the song she does in your eyes something like that but 
I just love all, all those songs. I don't know. There's something about like listening to oldies as we were cleaning around the house. And it just, I love it all. Again, I was in middle school. I've told this before, just on a trip to Florida with my cousins, with my OCD, listening to like five songs on repeat. One of which was um, Cindy Lauper, that like sad one, you with the sad eyes. And I was like, 10 years old, like crying at the pool. And everyone's like, why can we like go have play sharks and minnows? And I'm like, no, don't be discouraged. Don't remember when I last saw you laughing. It was like such an intense song. And I, <laughs> I was like, it's written about me. Oh my God. So emo. Okay. But Debbie, um, she was saying how she loves ABBA and she even performs an ABBA medley when she gets hired for private concerts such a genius way to use up some time you know just like perform the hits everybody loves because everybody loves ABBA talk about playing music in the house you knew that it was a good Saturday it was gonna be a good fucking weekend if there was a candle going your mom was cleaning ABBA was blasting I was like all right this bitch got things in check and we're all in a good mood. Um, even 18s, 18s, it was ABBA, but like their teenage version selves. And that was my favorite band. Like my mom loved ABBA and I loved the 18s. And <laughs> we would both just jam to the same songs. But that could be the next thing for Wilson Phillips, actually. If I don't, I don't even know if they're still like doing performances, but like, any older group now just create a teen group on your own like you hire these teens you put them together or maybe like 20 year olds so we don't have to deal with the loss 21 year olds yeah we don't want any like drinking any lawsuits lizzo jeff lizzo suits so um allegedly so but yeah like create a teen group that performs your songs only plus some ABBA, obviously, because we all fucking need ABBA. And so you can do, oh my God, I love the movie Mamma Mia with Meryl Streep and what's, I'm like Amanda McCants. No, it's, I have Amanda McCants fresh on the mind because we'll get to it. But uh, yeah, on Friday's episode, we had a weird call. Uh, who was, Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, from Mean Girls, which Jeff talked about this week, Jeff Lewis, how him and Monroe love to <laughs> sit back and, you know, watch Tom and Jerry and then toss on some mean girls to round out the afternoon. But, um, yeah, any, my whole point is like, if you're an older artist or even if you're a young artist, it doesn't, whatever artist create a baby group, like create whatever, create toddlers, like everybody, but they only can sing your catalog. So then you profit off of them and you don't have to then go and perform as much. Just send your little underlings too. So like, yeah, I know ABBA just came back and did that whole world tour why didn't you just send the 18s for you? Okay. And then let the, and then you just rake in a percentage. All right. Don't be that greedy. Just get a, a nice percentage. I worked in contracts. Hit me up. All right. So speaking of writing, actually, Jeff is writing a memoir, a memoir. I mean, it already is a movie technically called how to lose friends and alienate others, but <laughs> was is it how to lose friends and alienate people i've been doing it for years too jeff <laughs> it can be fun it can be awful but it can also be awfully fun <laughs> no but um jeff's memoir it would actually be hilarious and i think 
it could actually genuinely be one of Jeff's most successful business ventures. I'm not kidding. So he has this like fake promo of what the memoir would be. And it's like an overly privileged middle-aged white man. Well, not middle-aged, an overly privileged overaged white man tries to explain his struggle to stay relevant in the year of influence. I don't know, like whatever. And it's just, it was funny. His promo was funny. (laughs) He might not be laughing at mine, but um, yeah. So like, I just, it had me cackling. That's what I'll say. On Monday, I literally, my cat scattered. I love, whenever my cackle makes them scat, whenever my cat scat, you know that it's a good, it's a good fucking day. Like, I love, we already know I love to scat to the radio. Clearly I'm wicked good at it too. Um, Yeah, so when the cat scat, you know that you, you, you've you cracked the case and you've just, yeah, created a rupture of laughter, which is what Jeff's infomercial did. But it's like people are so tired of the bullshit and like hearing about everybody else's trauma, which again, we do get into at the end of the week. So there's just enough serious things out there. Like ever, we just need a splash of fun and a splash of realness. A splash of motherfucking say us. So, Jeff, please write that memoir or hire a ghostwriter. Who the fuck cares? Just get it on the shelves and get some money in them pockets, baby. Okay, moving on. Maria, the housekeeper, she has not been back to work since she overdosed on Vena CBD THC gummies. I'm still so confused. Like how you can, you throw up by eat, by eating and it was only four gummies. So what that's max 20 milligrams of THC. Okay. Call that my pre appetizer before breakfast. No, I'm kidding. That's what Jeff likes to think. <laughs> he thinks that we all just do nothing but twiddle our twats all day and you're not wrong, but you're also not right. Okay. So, um, yeah, but then Jeff, he sent Shane to fetch, these gummies from the car live on air, like live on air mid show. Shane was like, are are you serious right now? And Jeff's like, uh, yeah, I fucking told you to bring them. And Shane's like, okay, so now I have to leave and you won't have my hilarious witty input for the rest of like 10 extra minutes of this show. Are you sure you want to make that choice? Cause what's the point of sending Shane to get them? So Debbie and Carney can stare at them. Like we don't need them in the studio. We don't give a fuck unless you're all going to eat a bunch and then get high on the show. That would be fun for us. That would be entertaining. But other than that, no, keep Shane around, please. You know, shout out Shane. (laughs) Ah, Jeff hates it. No, he's fine. Um, but Debbie Gibson, she was like, Oh, I can send you my new housekeeper, Jeff, her and her sister. They are the best. You're going to love them. You're going to be like Maria who, and all of a sudden Maria instantly texted Jeff live on air and was like, Hey, I'm feeling better. I'll be back tomorrow. And (laughs) I was like, you guys are geniuses. You guys are geniuses. No, Maria didn't actually text Jeff yet, but I'm sure she, I'm sure after that episode she did. Cause like when you hear on radio, like when you hear on a public platform that somebody else is gunning for your job, I mean, of, yeah, of course you're I mean, she does have a good lawsuit on her hand, Maria, because I guess her employer technically drugged her and caused her to overdose. But it's all semantics. It's all semantics. OK, then we talk about stalkers stalk and Debbie is over her stalker era. She's now just in the nice guy era. Everyone's just so nice to her. Oh, my God. No one stalks her anymore. It's great. It's great. But 
Jeff has to be the mediator because poor Megan Weaver, her beaver is getting stalked on the daily by some weirdo that doesn't even directly stalk her. He stalks Jeff's Jeff in his DMs and sends along messages to read, have Jeff read to her. And Jeff was like, I really need to tell this guy, like, just go directly to her. Stop going through me. Except Jeff doesn't tell the guy that because then Megan would know who the stalker is and she would know that it's Jeff. It's just Jeff, just Jeff saying all this horrendous shit to her. No, but so he reads a DM out loud and he did this last week when he was reading Justin Martindale's DM captions where he reads it in the exact watcher voice, like the exact same voice as the watcher letters. And I, it's obviously him with the pitch edited lower, like, okay, we get it. You're not hiring an actor to do that. We get what the budget is over at JLL. <laughs> We know, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a few extras play a few parts, but it's just like you only now it's so clear that you only edit the watcher voice by like two degrees. It has you need to switch it up now because Jeff he can't even help but do the exact same inflection, exact same anytime he just tries to read something serious or <laughs> anything stocky. So. Yeah, something to think about. Um, But then Jeff tries to create some fresh beef, fresh beef cooking up on a Monday between Tiffany and Debbie. I'm not really sure who Tiff is. I don't I, Who's Tiffany? She was an arch rival, a, a former duet partner. I don't know. I don't know. But Jeff was joking that he wanted Tiff on his radio show before he had to end up settling for Debbie. Oh my gosh. But the way that he phrased it... <laughs> It was by casually saying he was, <laughs> he goes, I wanted her on my show. And then Tiffany passed and Jameson was like, she passed. And Jeff was like, yeah, she said no. And then blah, 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 blah. But like for one quick half a second, I feel like we all thought that Tiffany passed away. Just the talk about inflection, the way Jeff, he was like, and then Tiffany passed. And we're like, what? And so I was like, thank you, Jameson, for reacting exactly how I did. Um, So moving on to the Tuesday episode, we had Chaz Dean and Andrew Coleman. So the night before, Jeff went to La Mecca de Dean. I don't know. Chateau Chaz. Chateau Chaz. Uh, and Chaz has a garden in his backyard. So he had Jeff over for a farm to table dinner. <laughs> I guess garden to table. Garden to table. And Jeff loved the salad. Like he was ra- he was raving about a salad. And even he was like, who the fuck am I to rave about a salad? Usually it's Carl's Jr. or the Chili's. 10,000 calories for $10 special, <laughs> which is delicious, by the way. <laughs> okay, so um, this is exactly what I would spend my money on if I was rich. Like, this is what I'm saying. When I don't understand Jeff Lewis, like, I want to, like, come redo your life. Redo your life 2023. Actually, it's pretty late into the year. Let's uh, push it off to 2024. <laughs> Do more 2024. Or be a whore 2024. It's still, we still have a couple months to figure it out. But either way, so I would spend my money on having a garden. I Who the fuck wouldn't want an organic garden in their backyard? Like, And because I'm rich, I'm not going to be the gardener. Hell no. Instead, I want to be able to hire people who like their passion is gardening. Or like cooking with, gar- you know, like cooking garden to table. 
I love that phrase. So yeah, take somebody like Doug Buden, right? He loves, or even Chaz Dean. Well, no, Chaz loves cutting hair. Um, Doug Buden, I know he loves acting, but on the side, like pay him a real salary, like a real whatever. And then like, you're just my gardener. <laughs> Jeff, just hire Doug as your gardener. No, you know what I'm saying? Like I would just hire somebody I know who loves gardening and takes it in so that they would be enjoying their life every single day, getting to do what they love. And we all benefit. We all benefit. One day, one day. So Chess tells this whole story about how his Mecca or Chateau, whatever, his house almost got robbed in the wee hours of the morning while he was home. He was literally watching it unfold on camera. You should have like a megaphone outside, like how the Grinch does, how he has a, a megaphone outside his lair where an intercom. And so you can be like, you're on candid camera. Like smile. What did they say? Freeze. You're on and do that like to the robbers. Freeze. You're on candid camera, bitch. And I'm calling the cops, motherfucker. Wheel, wheel. Or you just press like press um the intercom button and then on YouTube play a video of police sirens going off. <laughs> so the robbers think a policeman's coming. I told you I'm full of fucking solutions, babe, baby. All right, so um. Basically, Chaz saw two people. He saw two people, but one was in the car that had its lights on in the middle of the fucking street. And Jeff was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Like he had a getaway driver. And Chaz was like, no, the driver was the one who was trying to rob me because his door was wide open and the passenger was inside his, he had his door shut and he was just in the passenger seat. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why did we not unfold this even more? Because Jeff com like confirmed multiple times. Yeah, but there were two people. And Chaz was like, yeah, but only one was robbing me while the other sat in the car. But the driver was the one with its door open. And so it's like, obviously, the passenger wasn't going to climb over the driver. So it had to be the driver as the robber. And can you imagine if you had to be the robber and the getaway driver when there's fucking two of you? Two of you, they must have gotten into such a big fight right before the robbery. And one of them's like, yo, I'm giving up this life. I don't want to do this shit no more. We're going to get caught. And the other one's like, no, we got to do one more. One more. This is the big one. This is Chaz Dean's Mecca. And so they robbed like G Chateau G7 or whatever because Chaz has so many houses. He has to alphabetize them and then number them. It's like... <laughs> Sporting a Southwest flight. It's like B2, everybody in B2. Okay, you get to pick out your room now. So I just, I'm, I still have so many questions about that robbery. So yeah, if you were the robbers, let us know. Let us, we need to, we need to have a sit down <laughs> and we won't snitch. We don't want stitches. We don't be snitches. We don't want stitches. Okay, moving on. Jeff Lewis. <laughs> He has officially been 100% scammed. Like he is one, he's been in a full, he's in a full scam right now. And I, I'm not talking scammer stew. All right. We dropped Stuana. We dropped scammer Stuana. <sighs> Joanna, the scammer, Stuana, the scammer. Um, no. So this is about a different boy that Jeff has fallen in love with. Charlie, the Persian boy. Oh my God. Oh, he sounds so cute too. I guess he's um a cat boy. 
or he's just a cat. He's a cat. That's a boy. It's Charlie the cat. Okay. Scary Sherry's friend in Australia. She ditched him at Sherry's house, said babysit for a few weeks. And then she left forever. And then she was like, oh, I think I can get money for that cat. Cause it was a purebred. And so whatever, like sell it for me, share. And Sherry was like, no, I'd rather just share it with my friend Jeff for free. And the bitch was like, no, like Jeff can have him for $1,000 or I'm holding him hostage or you can sell him to somebody else. And Sherry said, no. And I love her for that. I love you share. And the Aussie bitch, she was like, fine, then I'm going to have somebody come pick him up to sell him on the black fucking market. Okay. And not even as a whole, we're cutting him up into pieces. Do you even know what a kitten liver goes for nowadays? Oh my God. No, seriously. Like I Talk about, I gasped at that to hear that this lady ditched her kitten and then was so mad that it wouldn't sell for what she wanted, that she was going to have somebody else pick it up. No, no, nobody else is touching Charlie. And thank God Jeff felt the same. Oh my God. His black heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> Just continuing on with the Grinch references. Um, but he basically said, give the Aussie bitch a blank check. I just want my boy. I just want my fucking baby boy, little Charlie Mayo. And yeah, that's basically the story of how Jeff Lewis adopted his 27th cat. No, seriously, like, I am so happy that Jeff is going to, he's willing to cough up the $1,000 and he's going to rightfully claim Charlie. However, Jeff, my love, my little angel. Okay, all right. This is why you need me, babe. All right, so... You're very smart. I know you are, but you're a numbers guy, right? So it just confuses me so much how instantly you didn't realize that instead of settling right away and being like, yeah, of course I'll pay the $1,000 so that nobody picks up Charlie. Yes, yes, yes. No, you could have gotten him for $600. So Aussie bitch said, scary Sherry, I will sell Charlie. You give me $600 for Charlie and then you can sell him for a thousand and you pocket the 400 boom. Sherry should have gone back and been like, fine, I take that offer. I Here's the $600. Sherry pays her the $600. Jeff Lewis pays Sherry $600. And now Char like, nobody had, Sherry didn't have to charge Jeff $1,000. He could have just paid the $600. So Jeff thought like, fine, okay, I'll settle and I'll do the $1,000. That has to be the solution. And I'm like, yeah, but you also could have gotten a fucking almost 50% discount if you had me in your life. I don't know what you, I don't know what you were thinking but I do know that Jeff has court with Gage coming up and he <laughs> he did know how to do math with kittens <laughs> he might not know how to do regular math as quickly but he was so fucking quick with that cat math he was like I'm gonna have to spend like $18,000 $22,000 by the end of this I could get 22 kittens by then that's 22 Charlies from now on, one grand will always represent that unit is just a Charlie, <laughs> a Charlie cat. Oh my God. Anything that's a grand. Oh, that's a Charlie cat. Oh, and he's worth every penny. Well, what I used to say, Jeff, when we fell in love with a um, dog that you're at a shop, we shopped, didn't adopt. That was my parents. I adopted all my animals and my two. And so um, I told my dad it because our dog was like $2,000 or something. And I was like, yeah, but dad, the amount of love that he'll provide is priceless. 
And boom, baby, we got a fucking bitch in the house. Besides my sister. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, that dog was awful. Okay, so Sparkle's the clown. She has started the mural. And Jaren, Chaz's assistant, we find out that he has a mermaid collection and Sparkles is painting a mermaid mural. So there was a lot of crossover, cross dreams going on. And Jeff shows Jaren what Sparkles is going to be painting on the wall for approval. And Jaren is like, yeah, I, I like those mermaids. They're reminiscent of Peter Pan's. Peter Pan's mermaids. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't... Did Peter, I never, ever remembered mermaids from Never Ever Land. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I did not know Peter Pan had mermaids and that they were like that distinct that you would know. How Were they different than Ariel's mermaids? Than did the little, the little mermaids? Are Peter Pan's the big mermaids? Is there ever going to be a talk about cross dreams? Will we have a, a crossover cross stream of all the mermaids? I really want a Disney crossover movie. We're going to get to that later, actually, because there's more Disney talk. Okay, so really quick, Chaz was honored at this Daytime Beauty Awards, and actually Debbie Gibson was there. Oh my God, what an A-lister. J-Lo was there, and Shane, I don't know how Shane knew the guest list, but he started rattling off people. He's like, yeah, J-Lo was there, Sia was there, and Chaz goes, yeah, Sia has a, right at the same time as Jeff starts <laughs> Jeff starts to say, wow, that event's a big deal. And he goes, I mean, big deal. And then because Shane said Sia and then Chaz said Sia. And so Jeff's like, wow, the event's a big deal. And it was, <laughs> it was so quick, but it was just the cutest fuck up that I've heard in so long. <laughs> it made my dia. <laughs> Wow, I really make myself laugh too much. <laughs> it did though. It I literally rewound it like 12 times because just to hear Jeff like pop in, like, wow, that's a big deal when he meant to say big deal. <laughs> I love you so much, Jeff. Okay, moving on to the Wednesday episode. We had Jackie Schimmel and Doug Buden. Doug Bew dinner. Okay, so uh, Jim Thompson's in the building. That's all. Um, Jackie didn't get a show from Sirius XM. Uh, she's the first person I've ever heard of that has not gotten a show. I'm in shock, and I think it's a travesty, let me just say. But um, sorry, Jackie, my opinion I don't think matters too much. <laughs> I don't think it holds too much weight in Jim's mind. Um, Okay, so then Jackie lets us know she is over the fucking seasonal decor, okay? She's seen Gretchen Rossi's Insta reel that's like, come see my porch and my pumpkins on my porch, whatever. And Jeff is like, oh, shit i have 24 pumpkins en route to my house they're all shapes and sizes because he's so inclusive honey honey um yeah my mom dropped off a pumpkin the other day and it was so fucking big i was like what am i gonna do with this like i don't want i don't like i don't like to be responsible for it like give me a fake one perfect a real one what that what do i leave it inside so it molds in here do i put it outside so the squirrels attack it like it's a no-win situation so i gave it away give it away now i love to give away everything <laughs> i feel like i'm jennifer aniston rachel and friends where they find out as a gift like whenever somebody gives her a gift she either returns it or re-gifts it <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I could go on forever about this. Like I could talk to people forever about this because it's just like, what do you do when you get something you don't like? Like, I don't want to be a hoarder. I don't want to keep things I don't want, but I get that people took their time to pick you out something, but that doesn't, that means I have to keep it just because you wanted to give me junk. <sighs> yeah. Keep, keep, next time, I guess just keep your pumpkins to yourself, but thanks for the thought mom. <laughs> I'm such a bitch. Um, okay. So then we move on to fall colors and how Jeff changes his sheets, you know, the, to go to like darker, comfier, cashmere, fit the winter vibe. I'm just saying, and all us New Englanders, all us East Coasters, yeah, we do that all the fucking time. We, I have, like, sheets for each season, honestly. But I just want to say, because I know that there's, like, a L'Oreal color wheel or something where they pick, like, the top colors of the season. And I'm not looking at it. I just want to predict that, like, a dark emerald green. When they were talking about sheets, it just popped into my head. Like, to have dark emerald green sheets, I don't know, it just feels crisp. And I just, I feel like that's going to be my color choice so welcome to splash of sass vogue edition <laughs> you better vogue bitch okay so next on jll they talk about whispering blunts and banging i don't I, or like wispy bangs versus blunt bangs hairstyles i forget but they did mention how amazing taylor armstrong looks with bangs and you guys, okay, they, they also mentioned how amazing she looked on the Real Housewives of OC reunion, but I feel like they didn't fawn over her enough. And here I am. Enter me to let you, I'm like, let me enter Taylor Armstrong. No, I just want to let you know, Tay Tay, you fucking killed it. She slayed the fuck out of that outfit, that eyeshadow. Everything was perfection. The shoes, the dress, it was so fucking good. And when Taylor Armstrong was on Jeff, you, I'm getting so riled up about this. No, because when she was on JLL last week, this is what I get passionate about. <laughs> I really do make my parents so proud, I'm sure. But <laughs> no, okay, when she was on JLL, she was saying, I wish that I had more time on the reunion stage because I had more shit to say. And I only got to stay out for like one segment. What the fuck? And I am echoing those sentiments. What the actual fuck, Bravo? Like Taylor, for her look alone, should have been out there the whole time. Like she's on my eyes. That's why she wasn't because my eyes were drawn to her. I just want to stare at her the whole time. So like, that's why they had to keep her out for so short because she was stealing the spotlight. There we go. Now we get it. So the solution there, make her a full-time fucking housewife. So she has no spotlight. The spotlight is hers. Oh my God, Taylor, you lit. you just did, um, you fucking nailed it. All right. Moving on. They talk about gay Disney characters and <laughs> talk about nailing it. Doug Buden had the perfect casting of Peter Pan with Zach Noe Towers. Come on, come on, call is perfect. So they were saying that one of Cinderella's stepsisters, like she was definitely into eating vagina for sure. She was for sure a carpet muncher and <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts. Actually, she might have eaten butts, too. She might have munched on carpets and butts. We don't know. But no ifs and ands. <laughs> um, okay, so, no, but, okay, this made me think of, like, I just want to see some twisted, dark-ass Disney movie where it, like, all happens in one night and it's all the cartoons coming together for, like, some crazy fucking party. Like, Project X meets The Hangover meets 
Cinderella. You know, like, I want to see a shit-faced Shrek walking through the party, like, smoking a giant ogre blunt. Or, like, the three little pigs tying up the big bad wolf in some BDSM shit in some bedroom. And then you have Jasmine and Aladdin riding their carpet around outside as he eats her carpet. Like, you know, like, again, back to the munching. I just had to tie it all in. But, like, I just want to see, I guess that would be, like, animation porn and that's not that's not what i'm trying to see it doesn't have to be so x-rated okay just like you know some fun ass shit um you know, not like ass shit not like you know okay you get it um also i did date somebody who he was like huh wouldn't it be funny if like i was into like cartoon porn like watching the simpsons fuck but like cartoons and i'm like no 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 and he's like oh okay then i definitely don't do that and i'm like I think you do. And he's like, I think I do too. And I'm like, yeah, all right, this is great. Uh, moving on. So then um, Monroe was angry at Jeff. What else is new? Add, a, add her to the list. Who else wants to go? Um, but it's actually because he let her butterfly go. <laughs> let it go. No, so her butterfly, it, I guess like it's a thing now where kids are getting butterflies in containers and then they get to watch them hatch and then they let them free. But it happened to sprout while she was at school. So Jeff was just trying to be a fucking chivalrous gent and let it let it go it was gonna die otherwise so jeff one day monroe will appreciate it but i i my nieces and nephews they just did this too like i it really is a thing where they are all obsessed with like hatching butterflies so we had one the other week in the cave <laughs> it was in cape cod and so there was all these kids on the beach that were playing with them and so i the butterfly started hatching my sister told me so i sprint back to the beach and i'm like everybody the butterfly's hatching so we had all these little kids like come back and everybody's staring at the butterfly and as it was coming out one wing comes out and the other wing all this blood blood starts pouring too and we're like what is that it's bloody wing comes out and all of a sudden it just like crumples to the ground in a pile and it was dead <laughs> and we had all these kids around like look at the butterfly hatch <laughs> and we're like oh i guess it's not done yet he's just gonna um sleep in a pool of blood for a little bit while he uh gets some energy back <laughs> he died girl he died <laughs> But what was even funnier is before that, as it was hatching, it was kind of taking a while. And I was like, yo, can we speed this shit up? I think I actually ruined it because I got impatient. And so I think my sister like took a toothpick and tried to help it hatch. And then she, I think she killed it. She fucking murdered that thing with the toothpick. Death by toothpick. Um, But I was like, what should we name it? Should we name it this, that? And my little niece was like, sleeping bag. <laughs> So we named it Sleeping Bag. And it's actually genius because its cocoon did look like a sleeping bag. And so we had a little funeral for Sleeping Bag at the beach. And <laughs> gotta love life. All right, moving on to the Thursday episode of JLL. We had John Hill and Megan Huitbar. So Jeff brings up a news story that the best man at a wedding, he used his time to make a speech to instead propose to his own girlfriend. And then the DJ ended up playing that couple song instead of the couple that just got married. And then all the couples started requesting the DJ to play their song, quote, quote, our song, our song. 
So they hijacked the wedding, I guess, but Jeff figured it out. He was like, oh, the best man is clearly an actor and just needs the attention. He had to put on a scene, like couldn't stand that somebody else was getting the limelight. And I was like, or is it a scene? Is it a scene? Like, is this fake news? I don't know. When I hear stories like that, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Like, I I think it's fake. I think they just wanted clout or something because if... If that was your wedding and somebody proposed and then everybody started requesting songs and having their own dance, first of all, nobody would allow that. Like who in your life, wouldn't everybody turn on that couple and be like, why did you just do that at their wedding? Like, no. Yeah, that is what would actually happen. And then all like all the other couples wouldn't be like, oh, now I'll play our song. If you paid the DJ, then you get to play whatever you want. Pay to play. Pay to play. You paid, you get to play. So... If as an adult, if you were the couple getting married, if you do not feel comfortable enough to stand up at your own wedding and say, cut the shit, cut all the shit, cut the shit, cut, stop giving all this attention to that. You guys are ruining our moment. Let's all take a deep breath and focus back on us. Thank you. Like, or if you don't have a friend that stands up to say that, you know, like, you just shouldn't have gotten married in the first place. If that's, if that's, if you're like that much of a doormat couple that everyone just stomps all over your wedding. I don't, I, that don't impress me much. Now, uh, can we have like a Shania Twain, um, music game? I don't know. Jeff always plays the music game and I just love Shania Twain. Um, or like you can just play the Jill Zarin clip. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. You either, that's either fake news and they're lying just so that they can all get attention or, you guys should have never gotten married because you're not fucking adults. You're still babies. Okay, moving on. John Hill is going to be on Cooking Kibbits. Well, he, I guess he already was last night. Um, They were cooking Pringles and caviar or something. I don't know. Jeff was listing all the ingredients and John Hill, he got... <laughs> He goes, ew, truffle butter? Truffle butter is gross. It's just fart cream. And... <laughs> to hear anything be described as fart cream really just like brings me joy. But then I was thinking, all right, so there's that 90 day fiance girl. She was on the TLC show and then she started selling farts in a jar. And now John Hill has me thinking she could have a whole nother side business of actual fart cream, get unscented lotion and start farting into the lotion. You could probably even shit into it. It could be like a cocoa butter. Bring a whole new meaning to cocoa butter. <laughs> Guys, how can I ever give up splash of sass? How will I ever create beautiful memories such as these? Okay. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I'm just saying that, um, yeah, I think actual fart cream could be a whole different side hustle that could really talk about a lucrative. What was I saying that Jeff should do before? Um, oh, write a memoir. Yeah, no, fuck that. Just make fart cream. <laughs> I'm sure some chumps would buy it. Okay, moving on to the Friday episode. We had Aaron Dana Leachy Martini. And we had Shane Douglas on for every single episode this week, but I can't really name him every time or else that's just too much to say, so... I just said all that instead. Okay, so Jeff immediately, he tries to start some new beef. You guys, he started off Monday's episode trying to start fresh beef with Debbie Gibson and 
some random girl named Tiff. He started to, to start a Tiff with Tiff and Debs, uh, dirty with Dirty Debhead out of something like that. Um, but now he wants to start. He's ending it on a Friday by again trying to start beef between Aaron and her Roni castmate Bryn Whitfield. Basically, Jeff tries to insinuate that Bryn got her money from being a sugar baby. Sugar baby. Um, if she was, she did a great job. However, whatever. She looks amazing. I love her. Um, but yeah, basically Jeff's like, that's how she portrays herself on the show. Like her tagline is like, I'm gonna take your daddy and fuck him to the bank or something like that. But Aaron is like, no, she's actually a boss ass bitch in the marketing tech world, which we know because Bryn has said that before on Roni. Okay. Jeff like could not let it go. He was let the mouse go. As your friend Sutton says, let your cat, let the mouse go. So Bryn, Jeff was like, oh my God, Bryn, she just is such a flirt on the show. That's all she does. All she does. No, she doesn't. I mean, she does that a lot, but she also has talked about before on Roni. She's had plenty of time in her confessionals, whatever, talking about her whole career trajectory and uh, like how she went from being a marketing, whatever, working at this company to then working for herself as a consultant and running shit. And once you become an expert and privatized consultant in anything, you can make fucking bank. So congrats, Bryn, on b- breaking the fucking, what is it? Uh, Yeah, the ceiling. <laughs> I'm like, I still can't even look up that high yet. Um, No, but I just feel like Jeff tuned out that part of the show because Bryn was talking about something serious. And so that's why he didn't know that about her. And it's like the only time that Jeff Lewis pays attention to Bryn is when she is portraying herself as the flirty sexual deviant side. That we all fucking have, baby. Hide your dads, hide your bank. Ooh, just kidding, just kidding. Um, but but it was just like proving Bryn's point further that like Jeff Lewis, like he is like she only portrays herself on the show as this and this and this, and it's like actually she didn't. That's just the part that you picked up on <laughs> when she is a sexual deviant. Wait, I do have a funny Bryn Whitfield story though. Okay, so she ended up following me on Instagram, and I've talked about this before. I hate social media. I have like thirty followers fucking love you guys. And I don't care about like clout, all that. So clearly. And so she, when she followed me though, I like all of a sudden felt pressure and I was like, Oh my God, I have to follow her back. Like she's a new, she's a real housewife. I talk about Bravo sometimes. And so we followed each other. We see each other. And then I was so new to like Instagram that I fucking one day I freaked out and I was like, I don't want her. I don't want to see her stuff. Like my original intent was always just to follow Jeff Lewis. Now I follow Pete and Sebastian because I recap them as well, but I don't want to like, if I follow her, then do I have to follow this person and that person? And it, you know, like uh, whatever. So I, went to unfollow her, but I accidentally made her unfollow me. I like clicked that instead. And so then I was like, wait, no, I still wanted her to follow me. Like I said, she can, if she wants to repost my stuff, I'm not going to say no. And so then I had to DM her and be like, oh my God, Bryn, I had you unfollow me. But like, I guess don't feel like you have to follow me back. I can know I don't have any followers, but like, um, yeah, if you want to follow me, feel free to follow me back. (laughs) She didn't. So that was my 
week-long whirlwind with Miss Bryn Whitfield. Love you, girly. Okay, so then Jeff was explaining how the theme of this year's Roni was childhood trauma. And I was like, he's so right. Like, it did become way too much of like, your story, this to my childhood. Oh, it's just, and we were so annoyed at the original Roni and why that whole series ended again we really have to work on these roni titles it can't be like the new the old it's too much so the um old season ended because they were getting too serious and then we start off with a fresh new legacy and they carry on the exact same legacy it's just different traumas that we're bringing to the table but i really loved that um jeff was like can we move the fuck on can we like yeah we might talk a joke about childhood trauma on jll but we're not really getting it. We don't really give a shit that much because we each have our own shit, you know? And Aaron was like, well, people like really need to know our baseline, where we come from, you know? And Jeff was like, nah, we really don't. We're really fucking down. We don't give a shit. We just want to see fun, fabulous New York fucking city. Like go out, go do things. So thank you, Jeff. Agreed. Agreed. And that was why I loved Bryn's bookshop scene. Okay. Bryn was at some antique bookshop, which I'm sure Jeff fell asleep during and instead woke up when she was trying to lick Jenna Lyons tit or whatever. Maybe that was Taylor Armstrong. I don't know. I want them. I want Taylor Armstrong to go on a girl's trip with Bryn Whitfield and Jenna Lyons. I feel like a threesome would go down. That would be epic to get that on the secret Bravo camera footage. <gasps> wow. All right. Next, next ultimate girls trip. You're welcome for that casting. So, okay. Aaron was saying how she doesn't come to Rockefeller center that often. First of all, Rockefeller Rockefeller. Talk about where do names come from? Name origins. I mean, Rockefeller, like, like when somebody rocks you, they like knock you the fuck, whatever. So like, I just picture all these New Yorkers in the 1700s with like cigarettes hanging down by the docks and they're all like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, don't go near him. He'll rock a fella. He'll rock a fella. And then he, cause like that one guy's like always knocking people out and he was the most powerful one at the docks. And then now his last name's Rockefeller. And then he became the king of New York. I'm the king of New York. I fucking love the newsies. Okay, so we actually saw that. I saw that on Broadway. Um, it was really good. Um, okay. So Jeff was like, wait, Aaron, why don't you come down to Rockefeller? It's so fun and it's so fun to say, first of all, but it's also bustling down here. Gotta love the energy. And I was like, um, have you ever read the New York Post, Jeff? I know you don't read the real news. And so New York Post is perfect for her. <laughs> fun news but literally every single day there is a new stabbing a new hitman a new somebody smashing bottles and then smashing people's faces like anything downtown new york city and that's why people walk so quickly and so they don't fucking die trying to get from point a to point b god bless y'all new yorkers i love you guys and i you need you need it's a dog eat dog it's a dog stab dog world out there Okay, so then Jeff brings up Jameson's car. <laughs> Jeff metaphorically stabs Jameson in the heart by <laughs> by shitting on his car for the umpteenth time. No, Jameson does not give a fuck. Jameson's car really needs a name. That's what I give a fuck about. Maybe like Old Faithful? Old, except Old Faithful, that's like a... An, um, what? Not an earthquake. It's a... <clears throat> volcano? Wait, what? No, what is... It's a, it's a guy, guys, geyser. 
what the fuck's a geyser? I know I lived in my, I've seen Old Faithful, I've seen it go off, it's beautiful, but that doesn't mean I know what you are. Alright, it's just a type of hot spring. Um, so what was the point of all the geyser talk? Um, Old Faithful, okay, yeah, so yeah, a geezer, and Jameson's like an old geezer, and he's driving an old geyser. <laughs> I love you so much, Jameson. Okay, so Jameson, they bring up Old Faithful, and Jeff tells Aaron about how he offered to buy Jameson a new car, which Jameson refused. And I just want to say, Jeff, since Christmas is coming up, and Jameson definitely will not accept a car with all your strings attached, a gift that you can get him that is not worthy, it's not pricey enough it's not valuable enough to add strings to it but you should get him a car starter an automatic car starter for old faithful i don't know if it's like too old that it won't even hook up to one but if so because i have an 07 and it is the best way to quickly and affordably pimp out an old beater like you just kind of look like a boss when from 20 feet away all of a sudden you have a ghost car light up so i'm just saying get him a get him a thing. All right. Now moving on, I am so confused because somebody called in and was like, wow, I'm Amanda McCants. Wow. And then hung up. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What, what the fuck was that? And they were like, oh yeah, we get prank calls now because we're so popular. huh?" But I was like, what does I mean, I, I don't, I, it's, wow, wow. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I'm a man of my cans. Wow. It reminded me of, um, on Keeping Up With The Kardashians. They did this weird prank where, like, Scott Disick would call Kris Jenner and be like, I'm Todd Cranes. Wow, I'm Todd Cranes. So I'm Amanda McCann's. I guess it's like a weird Hollywood thing that people do out there. I don't know. You guys are interesting folk. Um, okay, so then the next person that called gushed about Aaron being the epitome of a modern day woman. You're just the renaissance queen. I don't know. Look, I'm not going to go that far, but I will say because there's going to be a lot of talk. There already has been about Aaron and Uba, her castmates, their fight about Aaron taking Uba's phone and whatever, blah, blah, blah. One thing that hasn't been pointed out that I just, I don't know if it's an editing thing or what. Maybe they'll address it at the reunion. However, Uba didn't even notice that her phone was gone. Whether it was 40, it was clearly longer than 45 minutes. Say it was three hours, right? She didn't even notice for those three hours. Like, I'm sure if she was freaking out the entire time, Aaron would have been like, okay, eventually here. Yeah, I have it. But like, it wasn't. And so the second that Uba started freaking out and they started all looking for it, then they were like, Aaron, do you have it? And she was like, oh yeah, here you go. So like the second Uba wanted it, she had it back. But for those three hours, she never once asked for it. So who the fuck cares? Like, can we drop the whole thing? And also Uba, if you push somebody into a fucking pool, then guess what? All bets are off. You don't get to start a prank war and then decide what prank fits for which situation. And I'm going to be offended by this and not by that. Like, I love you, girly. Don't come for me. <gasps> Oh my God, no. Uba was so scary when she was mad. But she hasn't seen Amy Quinley yet, motherfucker. No, I'm kidding. I would definitely be like, um, you can just have my sunglasses. I'm just going to stay at the villa next door. You guys are all weird. Um, But I, you're not weird. I love you guys all so much. I'm weird. And the best people are weird. So I hope you all stay fucking weird. Have the best weekend ever. We'll be back next week with a Pete and Sebastian recap. And then, of course, Jeff Lewis. And then, of course, Jeff Lewis. Ew. All right, I love you guys so much. Um, have the best weekend. I love you. Bye. Splash, 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 splash your sails.
what you say.